During this COVID pandemic, it's become more and more normal to wear a mask in public. My friends love posting photos of themselves wearing masks on social media, but then they start complaining. This mask, it's making my glasses fog up. This mask, it's, it's making me go cross-eyed. This mask, it's giving me a headache. Now, as a doctor, I'm sort of used to wearing a mask for work, so I feel like saying, oh, please, welcome to my world, but I don't. I get it. There's something strange about wearing a mask. There's something strange about what's happening in the world right now. There's something very broken about what's happening. And the longer that we live, the more and more broken our lives can become. It's not just our cars that break down. It's not just our bodies that break down. Our lives break down. Maybe our work situation is broken. Maybe our relationships are broken. And so our question today is this. What would Jesus say to the broken? G'day, my name is Sam Chan. If we haven't met before, thank you so much for letting me come and speak to you today and trying to answer this question, what would Jesus say to the broken? And to answer this, we're going to look at the story of Jesus in Mark chapter 5, and this is going to come in the form of a 15 or 20 minute talk from me now. So what would Jesus say to the broken? Because Jesus meets a woman who is broken, and we meet her in verse 25, a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and he asked, Who touched my clothes? Jesus meets a woman who's broken. Her body is broken. She has been bleeding for 12 years. By now she's weak, she's frail, she's fragile. She's fatigued, but it's not just her body that's broken. Financially, she's broken. The Bible here says she has suffered under the care of many doctors. She's paid all their bills and still she's not better, but now she's broken and in debt. But she's not just financially broken, she's also socially broken. Because of her disease, she's now shunned She's shamed and she's cut off. She is cancelled. While this woman comes up to Jesus and she touches the edge of his cloak, hoping to be healed, and Jesus stops. Why would Jesus stop? This is the part of the story I don't get. Because in the bigger story, as you might know, Jesus is in a rush. He's on, he, he's on his way to see a young girl who's sick and dying. There are no seconds to spare, but Jesus stops. Why would he do this? Because he wants the woman to know and he wants us to know the three things that he wants to say to her. So what are the three things that Jesus would say to the broken? They are these. Number one, Jesus recognises her brokenness. Verse 31, 
You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Jesus wants to see this woman so that she can know that Jesus recognises her brokenness. I used to live in an apartment in Burwood and I remember going down to the basement parking to my car and I jumped in it and that's when I realised I wasn't going anywhere because someone had taken my steering wheel and someone had taken my battery. So I rang up my mechanic and he came with a replacement steering wheel and a replacement battery. Now notice what my mechanic did not do. He did not turn up and go, Sam, 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 look what you did to yourself. No, he knew someone else had done it to me, so he came to care for me. He understood, he recognised my broken down situation. This woman is broken. She belongs in the category of brokenness. But what does that mean, to be broken? I once heard a Christian preacher explain it this way. To be broken, it's not what you have done, it's what's been done to you. It's not the bad you have done, it's the bad that has happened to you. There's a category of brokenness. And that's helpful for us to know because as religious Christians, maybe we only know the categories of right and wrong, sin and guilt. And they're helpful categories they're correct categories, they belong in the Bible, but they're not the only categories because there's also the category of brokenness. And that's why the Bible gives us the story of Job. And maybe you know the story of Job. Job's whole life becomes broken. His body is broken. His family is broken. His heart is broken. But then his religious friends turn up and they can only think in categories of right and wrong, sin and guilt. And so they say to Job, Job, this is something you have done. You have done something wrong. You have done a sin. You are guilty. You need to repent. But that's where they got, got it wrong because the Bible says Job was a righteous person. He had not done anything wrong. Instead, he was a broken person. Something had happened to him. And Jesus stops to recognize his woman's brokenness. He recognizes, hey, this isn't something you have done. This is something that has happened to you. And this brings us to the second thing that Jesus now says to this woman. Jesus reverses this woman's brokenness. Verse 32, but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Jesus reverses this woman's brokenness. I used to have an Alpha as a car. And it was a great car. It was beautiful. It was red, but it was Italian. What could go wrong with an Italian car, right? Well, everything goes wrong with an Italian car. It was so broken down. Often it would just sit on my front lawn, not going anywhere. So my wife, Stephanie, nicknamed it the Garden Gnome because that's all it was. 
sitting on my front lawn, not going anywhere. But one time I remember I got the car going, but it had no reverse gear. I could only go forward, but I couldn't go backwards. And I remember one night in Strathfield trying to do a three-point turn in a street, and I couldn't do it because I could only go forwards, but I couldn't go backwards. So I just had, ended up going forwards and forwards and forwards, and I got myself more and more stuck because I had no reverse gear. I could not go backwards. And it's the same with this woman. She becomes more and more broken. She cannot get herself unstuck. There is no reverse gear. The more she bleeds, the more weak she becomes. And the more weak she becomes, the more fragile she becomes. She becomes more and more broken financially. The more she sees doctors, the more she's in debt. And she becomes more socially cut off. The more she's shamed, the more she's cut off. It's this vicious, endless cycle. She cannot get herself out of it. But Jesus comes and Jesus reverses her brokenness. Where she was once trapped in suffering, Jesus now comes and sets her free from her suffering. Where she once had private shame, Jesus now comes and gives her public honour. Where she once had disorder and chaos in her life, Jesus now gives her peace, shalom. Well, what does it mean to have peace? Well, during the COVID isolation period, many of us got into jigsaw puzzles. And we know how jigsaw puzzles work. You begin with disorder. By bit by bit, you reverse the disorder until there's more and more order. And then there's that moment where you click the final piece into its place. And that moment, as it clicks in, is a moment of shalom, peace. Everything is where it should be. And it's the same with this woman. Up until now, she's only had disorder, chaos, but Jesus comes and reverses her brokenness and bit by bit, everything is where it should be. And this brings us to the third thing that Jesus says to this woman, and it's this. Jesus redefines her brokenness. Verse 34, Jesus said to her, Daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Jesus calls her daughter. She's now no longer defined by her brokenness. Instead, she's defined by her relationship with Jesus. I have three young boys. They're at an age where they still love the daddy school drop-off. And I love the daddy school drop-off because I can take them to school, I can hold their hands, give them a hug, and give them a kiss goodbye. But I know in only a few years, they're not going to want the daddy school drop-off. They're not going to want me holding their hands. They're not going to want me hugging them. And they're certainly not going to want me kissing them goodbye in public. But I'm okay with that because I know they need to grow up and they need to find their own identity. So where are we going to find our identity? Well, we can be defined by what we do. But that's only going to make us proud and insecure because we can never do enough to be somebody. Or we can be defined by what's been done to us. But here we'll always be the victim. We'll always be defined by the worst that has happened to us. 
and we'll never be able to move on. But Jesus gives us a third way. We can be defined by Jesus, by who he is and what he's done for us. I love that vision in the book of Revelation, right at the end of the Bible, where all of God's people, if we're a child of God, we will be dressed in robes of white. And that means when God looks at us, he doesn't see the shameful things we've done. He doesn't see the shameful things that have been done to us. Instead, he sees robes of white. He sees who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for us. And that means no matter how broken we are, and there's going to be so much brokenness in our life. For some of us, there'll be separation. Maybe there's disease. Maybe there's things that haven't gone well. And maybe we don't even want to go to church because we don't, because we're so afraid that we'll be shamed and caught out. But Jesus says, don't worry, come to me and I will define who you are. And that also means as a church, when we see people, we need to see them the way God sees them, in robes of white, not by what they have done, not by what's been done to them, but by what Jesus has done for them. So do you remember our question today? It was this, what would Jesus say to the broken? And today Jesus has met a woman who is broken. And Jesus has done three things. Number one, he has recognized her brokenness. Number two, he has reversed her brokenness. And number three, he has redefined her. So she's now known as daughter, a child of God. I remember being a junior medical student sitting in a dermatology clinic, a skin disease clinic. And this woman, this patient came in with a skin disease. And she started describing her disease to the doctor. And as she was describing it, bit by bit, this doctor was nodding his head. And there was this amazing moment where the doctor said, I know exactly what you're talking about. This is what your disease is called. This is what you're experiencing. And this is why you're suffering. And as he said this, this woman's eyes just lit up. And she said, yes, you're the first person to understand and she was crying tears of joy at that moment but then she said to the doctor well what can you do about it and the doctor said well there's nothing we can do about it and her face just fell this doctor was able to recognize what she was going through but this doctor couldn't do anything to reverse what she was going through but with Jesus no matter how broken we are no matter how much shame we have in our life, no matter what's been done to us, if we come to Jesus, he won't just recognize our brokenness, he will be able to reverse our brokenness and then he redefines us so that we're now no longer known by what we've done, by what's been done to us, but we will be defined by Jesus, by who he is and what he has done for us. Thank you.